All right. A, um, any of you guys have GameStop uh, stocks? Nah. <laughs> Buying some GameStop stuff. Do you guys understand all that stuff that's going on, dude? Bro, GameStop is freaking yeah. to begin with, dude. A bunch of Reddit trolls out there messing with the freaking stock market. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to dive into it. I'm just—it's so crazy that who would have thought? Give an explanation. What's that? I said I can give an explanation if you want one. Well, I mean, do it, dude. Go for it. Okay. Okay. So what happened is that the GameStop stock was being shorted. So what does that mean? GameStop, as a company, their stocks were valued, I think, at like $4 or something like that, right? And so what happened is um, a venture capitalist, not a venture capitalist, a hedge fund manager bought stock with the intention of shorting it. So what that means is he buys the stock at $4 and sells it at $4, right? But this, he borrows the stock from a broker. So let's say he buys 100 shares, sells them for $4, what the venture capitalist is banking on is that that price is going to drop and then he can go back to the broker, buy stock at $2 and give him back his 100 shares so he made $2 on each share. Get it? All right. Got it. So then what Reddit did, somebody, a Reddit user found out that 84% of GameStop's um, stock was owned by this hedge fund. And they were shorting it. So they did the math and they realized that for every $11 that stock went up, the hedge fund was losing a billion dollars. Fast forward, that hedge fund lost $14 billion, dude. Oh my God. Now, nothing, none of this is illegal. None of this is wrong. This is a free market. You can do all this. The only thing that's caused some controversy is that hedge fund managers right? The hedge fund managers, the guys who buy stock, the guys who go on C-SPAN, those guys, they're upset about it because in a way it kind of is like artificially inflated, but there's a lot of artificial inflation out there. Like there's a lot of it. Okay. Um, like right now, I think Tesla stock is honestly artificially inflated right now. They're worth more than uh, they're, they're, they're really high. Anyway, they're mad, but on the flip side, they do that all the time. Like, for example, Bill Ackman uh, made like two point no nine point six billion dollars by doing that before COVID. Like, right as COVID was hitting the country, he did that, made nine billion dollars. Now everybody's now those guys, hedge fund managers, are all upset because it happened to them. And then the 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 Reddit crowd got upset because later on what happened is Robin Hood said, you can't buy AMC stock. You can't buy GameStop stock. You can't buy Nokia stock. All of these companies that were being shorted, you can't buy that anymore. And that's, that's manipulation in a certain sense because you can't tell someone you can't buy stock and you can't sell stock. And that's what they did. I mean, if AOC, Ben Shapiro and Ted Cruz are all mad at the same thing, you know something's something, <laughs> it was wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know something's wrong there. That's crazy. So yeah, that's what happened. Well, there it is. That's the uh, beta report, stock report. Ding ding ding. Um, if there are any stock enthusiasts out there who care, uh, my stock tip for the year is Sunrun. Look it up. Sun okay, run, we can move forward now. There you go, dude. Sun run. Wow, so that's how we're going to start the very first episode of 2021. <laughs> and our first episode in weeks, guys. I'm sorry. I know we've been out. We've been out with uh, just dealing with family stuff, man. <laughs> just family stuff. And um, everybody, yeah. you know, everybody out there is already making assumptions. And part of those assumptions are going to be true. So don't even trip. Everybody already knows uh, uh, what that long hiatus was was all about. So no one here has to pretend like uh, something crazy. We won't, we won't be naming names or anything, but y'all already know. <laughs> 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 two, two weeks off. <laughs> 
two, kind of correlates with something. Two weeks off. Yeah, dude. That's right. Dude, we've been gone for a while. I know, I know. We've been out for a while, guys. So, um, first of all, thank you guys for joining us. You know what sucked about this? What? Nobody told me. Here I am sitting in my computer, like, (laughs) waiting. Just been posting up episodes. Just Just like, like, all right. You know? Waiting to to record. It was time for me to stop, like, waiting when all of a sudden I just heard, Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Oh, my God, dude. It's been a crazy, uh, as Uno put it, roller coaster ride these last couple of weeks, man. It's been it's been uh, crazy. The one thing I'm going to say right now, people, wear your freaking mask, dude. That's all I'm going to say. Wear your mask. Be careful. Not just it's for real. yourself, but for everybody else around you, guys. It's real. <sighs> guys. <coughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, I want to stop coughing already. Yes, and you know what, dude? One of our listeners actually hit us up on our uh, our uh, IG page. To <laughs> I'm not even joking. Ricky Romero, this is for you, man. He actually sent something out and said, uh, "Hey, because uh, he sent me like an article picture saying L.A. is like one in five or one in three is you know has COVID." And uh, and I'm like, yeah, dude, it's kind of crazy like that. And then like a week later, I get COVID. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute, guys. There's three people on this podcast. No! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the one in three. You kidding me? Bro, this is not a joke, man. COVID is no joke, bro. I was out of commission for like two weeks, dude. Who has a fever of 101, 102 for almost 12 days? This food right here. 12 days? Dude, it wouldn't go. I was like, damn, is this freaking fever not going to go away or what? I literally had to take like DayQuil and NyQuil, and then that would lower the fever. But oh, because those, that's what they do, right? They're fever reducers. But once that is done, I would take the temperature again. Dude, again, it was, it was, I was crazy, dude. It was crazy. Dude, that's uh, it, it was tough, man. So I'm just saying, people, please wear your masks, not just because of you, but for others around you. But you don't know how it might affect that person dude i was legit maybe a day away from having to go to the hospital for breathing issues dude that's crazy so how did you feel dude? like what like was breathing in a, a, a like laborious what did your how did you feel walking around like your energy levels what was it like for you because i hear it like changes like for people some people are like i had it but it was no big deal and like some people were like i had it i had vertigo like well claudia had it and she had mild symptoms bro it was just like a flu kind of thing but i got the worst of it where there were days bro i just had no energy at all i had to be in bed it's like if i got up to you know the restroom or somewhere because I literally was quarantined in the den. Poor me, right? I had the big screen TV and the uh, freaking PS5 and all that here. But no, dude, I didn't want to do any of that. I was like, dude, it was like no energy to do anything. There were days where my body was like wanting to shut down, bro. Like it just could not ha- muster the energy to get up and do something. And then it was weird because it was in phases, right? Because I got it on a, like, Monday when I started coughing. Tuesday, I had the fever. Then Wednesday, I had no appetite, didn't want to eat. That Thursday was, uh, I think I was telling you guys before we recorded, that Thursday was one full day of nausea with Friday ending around the afternoon where I was able to at least, like, eat some soup or something like that. Because it was, I couldn't eat anything. Everything would be just coming out, dude. It was, it was crazy. And then after, like, that weekend is when I went to go get tested at that point. And that's when I found that I was positive for COVID. So yeah, it's, it, I felt terrible, bro. <laughs> I felt pretty bad. There were days that was just like, I need to be in bed or, or I had no energy to do anything at all. So it was crazy, man. It was, it's, it's, it, it's kind of hard. Yeah, I, was, dude, uh, I was telling um, Jay, it was kind of hard to explain. I, hmm? Go ahead. You're on mute, dude. You're on mute. Let <laughs> me <you> start over. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yes. Oh my god. Fantastic. Oh dude, it was uh it was pretty terrible, bro. But thankfully uh I'm pretty past it. I think right now the only thing I have is a cough. 
that I think is probably going to be around for a while. But thankfully, I'm 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 a lot better. I'm like I think past the worst already. So it's serious, man. It's you serious. Past, you couldn't get past being a statistic, dude. <laughs> no, right, dude. I was you like, made, you made it like you didn't you didn't get to go to jail, but dang, you got the. COVID. That's even worse. You got that. You got that quarantine Rona jail, dude. Seriously, bro. Seriously. Dude. I know, right? Quarantine Rona jail. You get your crazy. sons running freaking game on you, like outside. Is like, hey, bro, where you from? Like shanking you with their freaking toothbrushes and stuff. Freaking shakedown, dude. <laughs> it was, dude. It was. Uh, it was crazy. I think my our concern was to not get Jason sick, so we were all quarantined away from him and. He had to wear a mask pretty much all around the house and making sure we're, you know, we're staying away from him so he didn't get sick. Jonathan had it, like, for a day. Wait, why? Does he have asthma or? Well, no, just to not get him sick. You know, he still had a, you know, he's working right now, so. Oh, okay, got you it. You know, school and stuff like that. So, I mean, to me, school is here at home. But, yeah, just we just didn't want him to get sick, bro. Like, this might not have. Got it. Yeah. Anyways, but, yeah, it's, uh. Yeah, we're all Found done with that, bro. Let's just be careful out there, man. Just, you know, be super careful. And the way I probably got it, honestly, guys, is like uh, church. <laughs> I was taking my son to church, and uh, he was around with his friends, but some of his friends were not, were not wearing masks, and I was wearing my mask, but at some point, somehow, I don't know. It was That was the only time because we were super careful, so who knows, man. So, anyways, be careful, everybody. Please wear your mask. Las Vegas, bro. That's what it was, dude. <laughs> You're blowing on them dice. Oh, bro, we didn't go, man. We haven't gone. We haven't gone in a while. But anyways, how you guys doing? Black. Huh? You said you're like hot hand in the dice game, baby. I know, dude. I was like rolling. I bought this baby straight cash. I feel so good to be back, guys. We here with the beta report with the the fellas, guys. So, why don't we get this? Why don't we get this started, man? Let's stop talking about dying and let's talk about uh, what's going on around here. Look, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. Talking, I want, uh, what? Go ahead. I said talking about dying, like watching Wonder Woman eighty four almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, guys, that's what I wanted to talk about, dude. That's I, I wanted to I knew throw it. this out there, bro. I I did because. I think uh, Wonder Woman 84 was almost as painful as having COVID for those two weeks, dude. <laughs> it was yeah. like that, bro. I thought I was reliving that stupid movie again, bro. So, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Jay. You watched it. What what'd you think about it, dude? Like, what the heck? <laughs> so, tell, tell me your wish, and I will make it come true. I am the dumbest villain in all of comic book movies. <laughs> Just look at me, and I will grant you your stupid wishes to punch myself in the face. Dude, that guy was, like, the worst. Like, I, we, we love Pedro Pascal here, right? Like, I'm, we are a pro-Pedro Pascal podcast. Uh, if you guys want to check out our side podcast called Pro-Pedro Pascal Podcast, uh, that's a real thing. We love the alliteration. <laughs> um, that uh, we, uh, we all love him, but he was just so, like... Like, he was terrible in this movie, dude. Like, it was just, like, it was, like, Jim Carrey levels of overacting. And I was like, yes, I understand, like, you're trying to make a choice here. But it was just too, it was too much, dude. It was just too much. I couldn't, you just, like, took me out of the movie. And then there was, like, it just took so long to get into the action of the movie. Like, it just underutilized uh, Wonder Woman as, like, a strong female character and I think tried to do too much with the, um, you know, like the, like her and her relationship with, um, Steve Trevor, with Steve Trevor and like, uh, all that, like, it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like this movie didn't even have a like no man's land level of like scene that just kind of allowed yeah. you to continue to like, like a memorable scene like that. There wasn't anything like that in in this whole movie, and and the action was so like like parsed out. It was so like far and in between. Like I was just it was a chore to get through, dude, for sure. Uno, what'd you think, man? Before I jump in with my thoughts, life is good, <laughs> but it can be better. Yeah. Without Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know what I didn't like is is that I felt like we already like look at Wonder Woman as a hero. She is already like the character that we all prefer and would would rank first in the DC universe. Yeah. I don't think anyone's like super duper in love with Batfleck. I don't think anyone's super duper in love with like Henry Cavill Superman. You know, like uh, Aquaman was kind of has his charm. Yeah, but is who you know like I think we all are generally more fans of like Wonder Woman, and that's who we digged. And it felt like some of her, her some of her heroic scenes felt childish, right? Like they literally. Like they felt forced. They felt like uh, like unnecessary, like grand grandification, right? Like when she rescued three children in this movie, right? Like there's that little girl in the mall scene, and like what little kid in the middle of a shootout is like, oh my god, there's my favorite person. Like no little kid in the world would run towards like you know that, that doesn't happen. You know, like that was written just to kind of give. Wonder Woman the opportunity to rescue a little kid, you know? And then during the car chase scene when there's two little kids playing in the streets for three or whatever and she runs and saves them. Like, that just felt unnecessary. It felt like it didn't do anything to the for the character, for the plot. Like, it was whack. I think... Super whack. Yeah, bro. I, it w I was so, like, so surprised at the fact of how... How bad it was, man. I mean, honestly, dude, I I, uh, I think it, for me, the problems with the movie is that the <clears throat> the main, like, the, there was no explanation about this whole stone. Like, all of a sudden, like, he's the stone? Like, they didn't explain that that, was, that could happen, that that was something that was possible. It just all of a sudden, like, the whole rules about how that worked. Like, when did we know that he's able to tell us, give me your wish, but I got to take something from you. Like, it almost like you just came up with that. Like, all of a sudden, when was that a rule? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how's that, you know, something that, you know, was something that was supposed to happen? I, I just, stuff like, so the, the main antagonist being Pedro Pascal. And yes, we love Pedro Pascal. I really do, man. I really love everything he does. I just love him as a person. Every time he gets interviewed, he just seems like a really super cool dude. So I really like him, but. Unfortunately, I think the material they gave him to be this like villain there, it, it just I didn't I didn't like it. And it wasn't nothing to do with him itself, but it's those rules that they established in the movie about how that whole wish master thing became became uh within the movie. It just didn't work. I just did not it, it just did not like it. And then the other thing that I didn't like too was how randomly we found out that that Diana has all these powers that we didn't know about. Like, so all of a sudden she can right. make the jet invisible. Like, really? Something like, you know, but probably could have been useful in other moments to be it's invisible or something. been three movies. <laughs> <laughs> that was so super weird, dude. I mean, like, uh, it was just all of a sudden she could do that and the whole about her flying and stuff. And, and we know she could fly. The comics tell us that she, she can fly, but it was... Sort of like tacked on just for the fact of, oh, okay, now she can fly or she does this. We, we there are things I think that we should have known or at least should have been there before. So, I don't know. I just yeah. little things like that. I think really kind of kind of bothered me a little bit, and it just didn't, you know, kind of mesh together right. So, you know, and, and it's too bad because her action scenes with her lasso of truth were the highlights for me. Like her using that lasso in certain parts of the movie. That was actually really cool and stuff but it's just uh, the rest of the, the movie as a whole was just was just terrible man it was just not good at all i think what made it even worse too was the fact that this was set in the past right like what we get 80s, in 84 versus superman uh and then justice league is in the present right like we're in yeah. the future or whatever but like in none of those movies like you mentioned she doesn't use any of those powers that they introduced in this movie which theoretically she should have had in those other movies. Um, so it kind of like leads you to think like, you know, certain situations in those movies where she could have maybe used these powers. Uh, and yet they didn't just because they didn't, they, they didn't have the foresight or whatever to think of 
like, oh, you know, maybe we should allow her to have these powers. Uh, so that like when we do go back, we can revisit. See, it would make sense if she had displayed those powers then. And then you go back in time and you say like, oh, that's how she developed that or that's how she did that or whatever. Um, so uh, I, I think that, yeah, that was kind of dumb. Like th that idea of being tacked on for the sake of like, oh, in the comics, she has an invisible jet. Oh, and like in the comics, she also flies and this and that. Like they, they were just trying to shoehorn all of that like fan service uh for no reason so yeah i just uh, I, I didn't I, I just think it was like poor planning and again and, and and we don't i hate to have to make this into like a like marvel versus dc thing but bro like what marvel was able to do for you know 10 years or whatever putting all this like this this new narrative style of interconnectivity between movies is just I think it just movies like this and, and missteps like this within like the DC universe makes it that much clearer that like what Marvel was able to accomplish is just beyond measure, dude. Like it is just fantastic. And it was just like the way that they were able to tell like a long form story between all these different movies is like, honestly, just like, it's, it's like a, like chef's kiss. It's a masterclass on how to tell uh, stories, um, you know, spanning from, one like one movie to another to another to another it's just yeah. fantastic well that's and, a good segue oh go ahead go ahead wait and keep things consistent exactly um uh, like the characters felt consistent throughout films it wasn't like <clears throat> i mean for the most part there, there was never like uh like like oh it's so weird that this character did this and did that there were some moments where it was like that was a little weird like i always felt kind of like uh well i won't dive into it it's not worth talking about but for the most part we felt like you know I can understand why this character did this. Like, it was never like, what just happened and why? Yep. The thing is, <clears throat> and that's a, that's a good um, segue to jump into another thing that I wanted to talk about that uh, has been coming out is WandaVision. And uh, like you're talking about, right? Everything's so consistent. Everything's so like, you know, they, they you know, Kevin Feige has his team where they think like 20 steps ahead. You know, like they did, they do something in Captain Marvel, and you know when that movie came out, already in preparation for, you know, WandaVision, which is a couple like years later. So it's just so like like Una was saying, they're consistent. There's a story, the thread that is always like prepared, you know, for, you know, for the future. So, uh, WandaVision, man, dude, that is something totally different than what we've seen in the MCU. Uh. What do you guys think about it, dude? Do you guys like it? Is it good? Not good? Is it weird? Is it just too, you know, too out there? Like, what do you guys think, Uno? I dig it. Um, I feel like um, Marvel is, is flexing its creative muscles, right? Like, this feels more like, this feels like I Love Lucy. Like, this feels like family matters or something like that. It feels like a Friday night, like TGI F show. Um, and I dig it. And then there was like this, like intermixing of um, like, uh, like Marvel's presence. Um, but so far I like it. I know that some people are like weirded out and it's not what I expect. And it's like, but I appreciate Marvel kind of taking a risk and doing something different. Um, and I also like that it's got, it's it's got intrigue right so like my parameter with these things is i look i look at samantha's reactions who's not like a marvel fan who's not a marvel geek who doesn't care but she's like really into this show and she like can't wait for like the, you know the next episode and she like she enjoys it and she finds it ch charming and then um but at the same time she's like what's going on and it's not like this is stupid. I'm out of here. It's not, that's not the reaction. The reaction is like, this is cool. This is funny. This is different, but what's going on. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, I look at her as kind of like, um, like I, I think of her being more objective than me because it's not Marvel because she's not a Marvel fan. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm digging it so far. You know, the, the one common thing I've gotten, uh, at least responses from, uh, like Claudia and her sister, Nat and other people that have you know, seen it who are not necessarily, comic book fans are like the one thing that is common is they're like this is kind of cool like it's weird but it's yeah it was kind of funny it was like there was actually some kind of uh entertainment 
value outside of not knowing exactly what's happening. Because the one thing was like, one thing I got a message was like, hey, this is cool, but it's weird. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. what's happening? Like, there's something else behind it, but they don't know what it is. So um, my only thing would be, I think this show would have benefited from having all the episodes out. Like, I, I, I'm okay with... Like, like for example, the Mandalorian goes week by week because it gives you time to digest, to talk about it with others, to really kind of hype you up for the next episode. I mean, I was anxious to see the next one, but I didn't mind it because I kind of like the fact that I can go back and watch it, see what I miss, whatever. But I think with WandaVision, although I'm, I guess my theory is proving wrong right now, but although with WandaVision, I think I was kind of afraid of people who are not into Marvel or don't understand what's going on that they'd kind of lose interest after an episode or two. You'd be like, this is just weird. What's what's happening? Like, what's going on? Um, although, you know, right now, actually, they're, they kind of like it. But I would have thought that this would have benefited from having all the episodes out so that people don't lose interest in it and you could see the whole kind of story. That would be my only thing. I, I think this is one where I think would have benefited from having them all out. But I don't know what you guys think. Jay, what do you think? Um... Well, just kind of to, like, your point, no, I think it would definitely, like, disrupt the, like, their intentions of, like, changing the style of the episode every episode. Like, you know, because it's kind of going through time, so you had kind of, like, that... Uh, I Love Lucy. Was, I Love Lucy um, story in the beginning, then after it was, like, that bewitched thing. So it's, like, just generational, right? It's moving, then it moves into color, and it's, like, a, I don't know, like, a Three's Company, Partridge Family type of, like, show... And then, like, coming next, you know, it's going to be, like, something from, like, the 70s or 80s or something. So I like the fact that it's, like, every week. Like, I feel like we would have lost the, the the magic or the intrigue of the storytelling if it was all dumped on us all at once. Like, I think coming into it every week with just, like, brand new eyes, like, not really knowing what to expect, I think that's, like, the fun part of it, too. Like, the, the, therein lies the magic, if we're talking about freaking Wanda Scarlet Witch of this episode is uh the uncertainty and the just kind of like the the uh the intrigue and mystery behind like every episode and just playing with like the themes that those like episodes bring to right like if it's going to be like like when it was saying uh one of those like tgi friday like tgif uh um type uh episodes you know we're going to like be expecting like a Steve Urkel-esque type of char uh, character to come in and, like, just, like, disrupt things, like, what we had, like, in the 90s or whatever, or just, like, um, you know, just, like, playing all those tropes and all the things that we had in those type of, like, episodes that we all grew up with. Uh, I think it's, like, part of the cool thing. One of the other things, too, that I, uh, that I think Marvel was able to do so well here is casting, you know, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany as, like, the, these characters and just allowing them to have the like to to build it almost feels like we're watching like a real couple unfold i believe like their chemistry and i believe their like relationship uh it seems real to me <clears throat> and paul bettany is like a freaking like charming mf -er, dude like that guy is like uh I, I love him as like vision in this like he is just like so wait well that's paul bettany yeah man this whole time i thought it was ewan mcgregor <laughs> <laughs> what dude this guy is like he's so good and i love like that he's now being because in, in in the movies like he hasn't really been given a lot of room to shine right like he hasn't really been given too much opportunity to do much of anything other than be like look stoic and just kind of like learn not to like face through walls to see freaking scarlet witch naked or whatever uh which wait we what like, what show is that what he was doing dude uh because you know remember that before infinity war where uh uh scarlet witch is like like viz i told you not to do that anymore when he like phases through the wall so you like 100 know that that dude was straight creeping dude he was like peeking like one little like half of his face <laughs> through the wall while scarlet witch was like straight up like game changed but um i love that in this one he's like a full-fledged character you know what i mean like he's an actual being now he's not just this like synthesoid like our artificial being he's now like a real like character he's like a like a three-dimensional character and i love it dude it's so good um yeah 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 dude i i think the the what's what was surprising was that 
the sitcom part of it was actually pretty funny. Like, it was actually pretty entertaining. Like, the whole sitcom part of the I Love Lucy one and the, like, the 70s era one. But, like, Paul Bettany, bro. The magic show thing was freaking amazing. (laughs) The the whole, like, little cartoon thing that the gum was in his his gears. (laughs) Yeah. That was actually pretty cool. And yes, dude, Paul Bettany's funny. Paul Bettany's funny, bro. He's actually he's actually pretty good. Like why isn't he not in more like something more comedic? I think he he would actually pretty be pretty good on there. So yeah, I, I think thought- the thing is that like they they've also learned from their mistakes, I think. And that's the, what's awesome about Marvel is that when they try to play Thor like this straight character, right? Of like super heroic and courageous and no real sense of humor or whatever, but they allowed him now to be like probably one of the funniest characters in like, uh, thanks to like Thor Ragnarok It's probably one of the funniest movies in all the MCU. And that's saying a lot because every, pretty much everybody in the MCU has like it, some comedic, you know, aspect to, to their tool bag or whatever. Um, and, and so I think that they're allowing Paul Bettany, like I mentioned to be like this full, fledged character and allow him to be funny because he is dude he is like legitimately so we give thumb, we give one division a thumbs two thumbs up right we give a, a full-fledged beta tested it's beta approved beta approved one division um yeah for sure you still give it a silver medal i wouldn't give it a gold medal just yet though i i would agree with that until the end maybe when the outcome of this and see where it leads to would make it even better, but so let's do, like it, like our, our two early determinations, I guess, for this being the first Marvel series uh, that has been released. Like, do you guys feel so far with what we have that it's been like, like the? Would you have rather had like Falcon and the Winter Soldier as opposed to WandaVision or? Do you guys feel like, and, I, and it's kind of hard to like determine that because we haven't seen any, like any of the other shows. But do you feel like they, they this is like a good enough uh, entry into like the Marvel TV series uh, to like merit more people to watch or to keep people intrigued? I think, like, let me let me chime in here. I think that this show benefited from COVID, and what I mean by that is that. All these movies, like, you know, Black Widow. Um, what was the other one that was coming out? This, the one with, um, well, you know, Black Widow and, and any other Marvel movie they would have released this last year would have been consistent with the tone of what Marvel is, right? And I think because we had a pause from Marvel, um, I think there was more of uh, the, the expectations weren't what they usually are. And so I think it benefited from, like, you know, not having to follow up some sort of movie. So I think now is the perfect time to release um, WandaVision. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, look, I, I think Winter Soldier and, uh, what was it? Falcon and Winter Soldier is yeah highly anticipated. But um, WandaVision could hold its own, dude. I think it was, uh, I think it was a good entry because of uh, sort of those little hints and little, you know, mystery to it and, I I think it's fine. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard because yes, I want Falcon and Winter Soldier now. <laughs> I kind of want to see it now, but um, you know, WandaVision has been really good. So you know, props to to the team who did that, and I think it's something different. And I I think what I find surprising is that people who are not hardcore Marvel, uh, at least in my orbit, they like it. They've actually been enjoying it. So I think that's pretty Same. surprising. So I think that's pretty cool that that they somehow tapped into what other people like, other than just pure Marvel action, you know, all this other stuff. But this kind of detour a little bit actually has been, I think, received well. So, yeah, for sure. Jay, real quick, Jay. Speaking of Disney Plus, did you know that? And I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but did you know that there's a Mighty Ducks TV series coming back? No, what the heck? Yes, dude. There's a legit Mighty Ducks bringing back like present day. They're bringing back uh, Coach Bombay, fool. This, <laughs> yes, that was um, like, like that was like uh, taking care of like an ice rink 
I don't know if he's coaching the team or not, but it's a whole new bunch of kids, whole story, and it's like the underdog story again. Because, dude, I, I, I do love the Mighty Ducks movies, dude. I do, I do enjoy it. I do like it. So um, I was kind of surprised when I saw the trailer today. Um, Bro, it got every every kid, no matter where you came from, to be like interested in like rollerblading or playing hockey or something like that. Because I remember, dude, like being at like at like Bell Baptist Church, and everyone had rollerblades, <laughs> and everybody was like rollerblading from like one place to another. And it was it was a thing to do, dude. We're all we're out there trying to play hockey with like free and like <laughs> <laughs> like. I don't know, dude. With like freaking sticks and stuff, like it was, it was wild, dude. Bro, dude, yeah, I remember hitting, hitting. No, uh, bro. <laughs> yes, dude. The what? What? The what? I missed it. What? I hit someone with the knuckle puck, dude. Ah, oh, what's his name? I can't remember, dude. Oh But it was like Yvonne's cousin. Um, that little kid, dude. Yvonne's cousin. Well, anyway, I hit some. I hit some. I hit somebody with a knuckle puck, dude. Who freaking just stood that puck up, aim, shoot, bah, right in the chest. <laughs> it really happened actually, to you, like, in the movie. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't in the chest. Dude. It was actually like in the armpit chest area, right here. And that dude had like a big old red mark. <laughs> Dang. Well, there you go, I man. Win. There you go, dude. Now you can relive your childhood again with this. Uh, it's coming. It's coming out in March, I believe. So it's a new, uh, like the present day Mighty Ducks, dude. I, I'm kind of excited. That that'd be pretty awesome, dude. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, before, before we uh, before we move on from from Wandavision, um, I just want to ask, like, uh, so who do you think Catherine Hahn is, dude? or like, what do you think her deal is? Do you think that everyone is like trapped there? Like, what are you guys' theories of like this world that they're in? Is it all completely made up? Like, is it in Wanda's head? or Because it kind of seems like when this freaking, uh, uh, what's her name? Geraldine, but she's like Monica. She's Monica Rambeau, Rambeau. yeah. Um, she's a little girl from Captain Marvel. Right. Mm -hmm. So when she gets shot out and she's like in a real place, real town or whatever, um, there's something that happens, right? She kind of like shoots out of this like hexagon looking like honeycomb like force field thing and then she's like surrounded by all these soldiers and all this stuff then we saw like someone actually like monitoring and like looking at the screens and seeing what wanda is like imagining or creating or whatever so like do you guys have any theories as to what is actually happening all right. where she all right here you go look real quick we've seen uh the symbol of a sword right have you noticed that yep the symbol of a sword, right? Uh, and that's a offshoot of shield. Um, it's a sentient world observation response department, something like that. Sword. That's what it's here, I think they changed it where it's not world. I think it's weapon. A weapon? Sentient weapon observation research department, something like that. Damn. Like, uh, you're like really good. Dude. Something like that, dude. I know. Well, he, dude, what I didn't realize is, do you guys remember Captain Marvel? At the end, in the credits, we see that freaking Nick Fury is in space, right? With the scrolls. Mm -hmm. And that's where the whole thing, Sword, comes around because now it looks like it's, it has to do, Sword is more has to do with intergalactic as opposed to S.H.I.E.L.D. being here on Earth. So that's where they, I think it kind of comes in. And it looks like. Monica Rambeau is probably an agent of sword or something. So the one thing I find interesting about that is that the FBI guy, the one from Ant-Man, the Asian dude, uh -huh. where he's he comes out and he's saying, Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you? So so at least... His, I don't know that was his voice. Huh? I didn't know that was his voice. Yeah, yeah, that's him. You can... Well, I can, I reckon, I can recognize that. The, I thought it was Captain America, dude. Sound like Captain America. Right? Oh no, it's that Asian dude, the FBI Asian dude. So he he's um he's he's out there saying, "Who's doing this to you? Like, what's going?" So obviously there's someone else involved. So I don't know who, um, I don't I don't know who is the one involved, but it definitely has to do with the multiverse. So there's someone there messing with her and her mind and stuff. So there. It's weird because there's a lot of comic. I don't want to get too geeky here and lose people here, but there's 
Do it. There's is, there's all these coming. <laughs> there's who what? Mojo. Is it Mojo coming? No, it might be Mephisto, dude. Freaking the devil. Mephisto. Yeah, especially because her twins are around, and in the yeah. comic books, she uses Mephisto's pieces of his soul to create Billy and Tommy, who end up being Speed and Wiccan. Who end up being part of the Young Avengers? So who Young know, Avengers, the Young and and we know Miss Marvel is coming out, and she's part of the Young Avengers. So it's almost like a setup. You know, we're gonna have the Young Avengers coming up. Oh, and uh, Kate Bishop, she's part of the Young Avengers too. So it's like all of this is kind of putting getting everything together. So obviously, I think my theory is that there is somebody who's trying to have her um, in under control or something, because we know that Wanda's super powerful. So something's going on there where somebody's trying to get control of her mind or something like that. So, yeah, man. Right. Question. Because we all know, actually, no, not all of us know, but in, in comic book lore, uh, Scarlet Witch actually wishes or, like, declares or says, like, that mutants should no longer exist. You know, there's, like, that page where it says, like, no more mutants or something like that. Mm-hmm. So she essentially, like, wipes out like a large number of mutants in the world. Um, but people are speculating that this in the MCU, she's actually going to be reversing that. And she's actually going to say something to the effect of like mutants now exist or something like that, or whatever, you know, whatever the MCU has, has, uh, you know, rights to say, whether it's mutants or if it's like, I don't know, special powers or whatever. Um, but apparently, like, there's uh, there's some speculation saying that this is how they're going to introduce, like, mutants into the MCU. So through this, they'll be able to, like, bring the X-Men in and, like, all the other characters, too. Yeah. Which would be freaking wild. I don't doubt it that there's some plan for that, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm, um, yeah. That's why I'm so stoked about WandaVision, that it's opening the doors to so many possibilities that obviously us or myself as a nerd and geek already kind <clears> of <throat> see this opening up but um i'm just i'm just glad that people who are not nerds <laughs> or geeks are enjoying it too so they're not shut out of all you know this this whole thing so i think that's yeah i think that's pretty dope but um all right we can't uh, you guys done with wandavision because i want to jump into something else before you gotta go jay i know you have to go but uh, we good we're good with wandavision yes because right when i think i'm out they pull me back in. <laughs> Guys, we got to talk about this, Jay. But don't leave me yet, dude. You got to, I got to get your reaction on this. Right when quick. I think I was out. <laughs> don't leave, Jay. They pull me back in. Did you guys see the Godzilla versus Kong trailer? Or is it Kong versus Godzilla? What is it? Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong? Dude. I don't know, but bro, that trailer was freaking amazing dude i cannot wait for that movie to come out and it's only in like a couple weeks it's in march dude i cannot wait for it dude oh bro uno what you think about it dude you gotta tell me what you thought about it dude uh man i've i'm really excited about it dude well first of all i'm gonna geek out for a moment here too okay um, this whole fight is preposterous because Godzilla <laughs> is like, like really like taller than buildings. You know what I'm saying? Like he's huge. But so is Kong. No, bro. Kong isn't really the size of buildings, dude. Yes, Kong he- is... No, fool. He dies because he fell from the Empire State Building. Those, those are the you whack know what, versions. You know, you know what Godzilla was doing? Godzilla was eating the freaking Empire State Building. So this whole fight is preposterous. All right. So one thing they said in... Now that that's out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, they said in Skull Island that he was literally just like a teenager. That he was young still. So there was opportunity and chance for him to grow and get bigger. So well, anyway, dude, I'm but the point is though I'm really excited about King Kong. Bro, what okay King Kong going left, right, left, right, Dustin, Dustin Poirier style. Pa, 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 pa. <laughs> Freaking uppercut, dude. But bro, I think but, but, did you guys feel the same way as I did, dude? Or like all of a sudden I'm just on the Kong side. Like, like wet? <laughs> <laughs> 
This podcast is over. Yes, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Oh, because you was in the ocean. I get you. Yes, yes, because yes. he was on that boat. Yeah, right. Yes. Bro, did did you find yourself like I did where I'm like full on? <laughs> full on on Kong side, dude. Like I was... Everything they showed about Kong to me on the thing, I was like, damn, he looks so like I don't know why it looks funny, but it was still like dope when he's jumping off the boat and he's just like with his hands jumping up like that. All I think of like yeah. freaking monkeys at the zoo when they're having fun, <laughs> he just like jumped up with his hands in the air and he's like avoids uh Kong's, I mean, uh, Godzilla's like atomic blast or whatever, dude. But bro, dude, seeing him in the freaking air with an axe, dude. Come on, bro. That was that was so I just hope he went for the head. Hey, <laughs> hey. strong freaking stormbreaker vibes here, dude. So that's freaking the freaking Kulo Breaker vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that axe is. Coming from the Kulo Breaker. Bro, that I'm just super super excited about that, dude. It just it looks so good, man. And just I cannot wait, man. This is you know what's crazy though is that like how quickly like yeah, like you're saying. I think this trailer was tailor made for us to root for Kong. Yeah, uh, totally. How quickly, how quickly we turned our backs on like Godzilla, like that was just <laughs> they make that dude seem like straight up like the villain of the movie, which obviously they're not. You know they're gonna like Godzilla's gonna be there like all jacked up and he's gonna be like Martha, and Kong is gonna be like, what'd you say? <laughs> no, 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 fool. That fool's gonna. That fool's gonna be. That fool's gonna be Harambe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Kong's gonna be like, oh, you guys, you're you're both wrong. Godzilla's gonna be on the floor going, and then he's gonna go. Life is good, but it can be better. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, but you know they're gonna do. They're gonna bust the old switcheroo, and they're gonna be like best buds by the end of the freaking movie to like fight some other big monster. But um, yeah, dude. Like quickly, we were all just like, like F Godzilla, King Kong is the best. Like I, I'm putting money down that I'm gonna have like strong Frankenstein vibes for King Kong in this movie, dude. I do. I would be like King Kong, no, because already I have such a deep emotional attachment to him just on this freaking trailer, dude. I'm like the little girl touching his big old, his big old finger. I just want to like go out there and just like. Like right, everything like, they showed in this trailer, like him, like you know, like when they 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 show a close up when he's about to like fight, he's like freaking does the he almost does like the freaking uh, what's the name Henry Cavill dude reloads his arms right uh-huh. before fighting dude <laughs> he does that stuff dude it look, that's what it looks like and the whole like him and his axe and the freaking punching him on the boat dude it just I don't know it was like tailor made up. Cheer for Kong or something, dude. And then the whole the line of the trailer, dude. Kong bows to no one. Yeah. I was like, dang, that was, that was right. tight. Take that G off. What does it say? Khan bows to no one. True facts. There Real life. Will not bend the knee. <laughs> there you. There it is. That maybe that's why I liked it, dude. It sounded like right, that. Dude. It sounded Close. sounded like that, dude. I cannot wait. March. I think like the end of March is coming out. It's it's uh, is really. Um, Excited to see that. So, um, yeah, bro, let's jump into pick of the week. Real quick, Damn right here. That's it. Let's go and see. You guys have something you want to, because uh, I got some stuff. But right now, what do you guys recommend for people to watch or stream or listen to or whatever? Uno, I'm going to start with you. Dude, guys, I just started watching this show called. Okay, it's been out for a while, so you can you can stream it all like without having to wait every week. But I've been watching. The Outsider on HBO. Okay, so it starts. It starts Ben Mendelsohn, and you guys remember Ben Mendelsohn from Rogue One. He was yes. the general that was um, Krillic. 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 He was Krillic. Yeah. So he freaking chews up every scene he's in. He's so freaking good. Jason Bateman is also involved. That we know how great he was in Ozark, and this was all written by by none other than Stephen King. Okay, so I'm in the midst of this episode. Like, I'm in the middle of this series, and it's a dope series. So I don't want to give anything away. I'll just say it's a murder mystery, right? Like, someone gruesomely... This isn't giving anything really away. You learned this in episode one. Someone gruesomely murders a boy. And the question is, who done it? 
and Ben Mendelsohn is uh, the detective on the case. Jason Bateman is the primary suspect, and we're watching it play out. And guys, I'm on the edge or of my seat. I can't, <clears throat> I can't wait to finish this podcast so I can go watch it right now. All right, we're, we're almost done. We're almost done. Is there? I, I have a question though. Is there like a supernatural element to it? I don't want to say anything because I don't okay. want to. Yes. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> okay. That's what when I saw the trailer and some of the you know <clears throat> things about the show, it looked like it had sort of something like I that. Mean, Stephen so, King. So yeah. So spin to it. Well, Stephen King also wrote, didn't he? Wasn't he a writer on um, uh, what is that? The one, the movie with the little kids. Um, oh, Regan, Stand by Me. Stand by Me, right? Isn't that a Stephen King story? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't always have to be supernatural. So it's, you know, I just thought it goes around finding a dead body. So even that, even that movie also has like some kind of gore to it. It's a kind of horror element. Want to see a dead body? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Jay, what's your pick of the week? So I have a couple actually. Uh, give it. So give it to us. Of the week. Um, so we'll stick on like the HBO Max. Uh, tip if you guys have HBO Max again a fantastic streaming service if you guys don't have it you guys should definitely consider it because it has a lot of really good stuff but they have this new show it's a Spanish show which is called 30 Coins 30 Monedas and uh, that, that looks crazy wild dude so yeah. for any horror aficionados uh, <clears throat> anyone who likes horror uh, check this uh, show out um I've really only seen the first three episodes of it, and it's kind of like in line with uh, with uh, um, what's the other show that's on there? Love Lovecraft Country, um, in that it's kind of like anthologic almost, like it has like an anthology feel to it, where like every episode is kind of uh, like its own individual kind of story. Uh, so it's still following like a long story arc, and I think one of the cool things is that it's the 30 coins is in reference to the 30 coins of silver that Judas got to betray Jesus. So someone is trying to find these 30 coins to access this like power that they, that these coins have or whatever. Um, but there's crazy things that happen, like, you know, kind of in, in the middle of that search, um, like in the first episode. Cause again, like it happens pretty early on. It's not really giving too much away. Uh, and <laughs> this might either entice you or deter you from watching this, but a cow gives birth to a human baby. What so, the? So we'll leave it at that. And it, and you've never seen that. It kind of grows <laughs> from there, and it continues to just kind of like get even crazier and creepier from there. So I would recommend it. Again, it's in Spanish. So any of our like money heist fans, if you guys like that, then I'm sure you guys will definitely like this show too. Um, one other thing that I'll recommend is uh, a show called <clears throat> on Peacock. Uh, I know it's just it's in like another streaming service, um, but Peacock now has uh, The Office, Office has Parks and Rec, has uh, all of those like NBC shows that you guys love. Um, they're all uh, they're all there. So if you guys want a, another reason to like get that streaming service, that's probably one. But Yellowstone is a fantastic. It's like freaking amazing, dude. Like it made me like, fall in love with, with Kevin Costner. I don't understand why, like, women back in the day loved Kevin Costner. Like, now I know. Like, that dude is just a dreamboat. <laughs> now uh, I know. <laughs> he's, like, good in this. He's, like, amazing in this show. Um, and then just, it's, it's like a family drama, and it's them in Montana uh, owning, like, this huge ranch and just, like, all the crazy, like, backwoods type of deals and... And, and anarchy that happens when you, you own a ranch that big. Um, so it's, it's pretty awesome. Like, I know it's kind of like a weird point of reference for people who live in a city, but it is, uh, it is pretty cool, though. Uh, it, and, like, and, like, anyone who lives in California, beware, though. There is, like, a hardcore, palpable, like, dislike of Californians on this show. Uh, every, like, evil character, every, like, bad thing that happens is because of a Californian, which I think... <laughs> Uh, because it's like true facts. Like we go and ruin everything uh, everywhere. <clears throat> Shout out to Idaho. Uh, uh, Californians went and just ruined that entire state. Um, but it's, uh, it's what we do. But it's, uh, but it's a great show, though. So you guys definitely watch Yellowstone. It's pretty great. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to give you mine real quick. Uh, there's uh, two that should be known already and then another show. But first of all, guys, if you're not on the Cobra Kai train, you gotta get on and watch Cobra Kai on YouTube, YouTube on Netflix. 
It's uh, it's so good. I, I think it's the one show that knows how to use nostalgia to its benefit. And <clears throat> it could be a little corny sometimes. It could be a little bit, you know, cheesy in some in some ways. But the fact that uh, William Zabka and and uh, Ralph Macho have this chemistry on it that is so good. William Zabka is so good in this dude playing the other role, sort of the anti-hero kind of guy and he's great in this dude so if you guys have not watched it i know there's people who've already jumped on it but if you're late to the party cobra kai uh there's three seasons right now the last season just came out you know like last month or something and it's really good it's a lot of fun it's funny uh and it's uh it has some true heart to it so cobra kai guys if you got haven't watched it start watching it it's on netflix Go check that out. The other second one is I'm. This is more for the geeks out there. The Expanse. It's uh the last episode is gonna be coming out next week. The this is season five, I believe. It's on uh Amazon Prime. It's so good, man. And this last season has been really, really good. It shows you how strong it is that the actual core of the of the main cast has been separated pretty much for the, through the whole season, and it's still good. They all have really good stories amongst all of them. So it's been really, really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's come. you know, the last episode's coming out next week. But you can, you'll be able to, you know, binge all of it after next week. So um, go check that out, guys. I highly recommend it. It, it may be a little sl- of a slow burn, but I, I promise you stick with it and you'll like it. I think it'll be, it'll be pretty good. I will say that it has a lot to do with more of um more fans of of sci-fi so um that that's the only thing but it, I'm, I'm telling you guys it's really good and then the last one i know we know i guess didn't catch on to it didn't really like it but i thought it was really interesting in fact it was one of the top netflix shows for a while and i had no reason i had no idea why and i started checking it out and it's actually pretty good it's called lupin it's on netflix it's called lupin it is in french but the main dude dude he's like like I picture, <laughs> he looks like Draymond Green, but like if Draymond Green was like a a thief or something, you know, with a uh, a gentleman gentleman thief is what it is. the The story is actually based on like these French Arsene books. Lupin. Uh, yeah, Arsène Arsène Lupin, or Lupin actually, and it's this gentleman thief. But the guy is good at disguises. He's good at charm. He's got all this other stuff that he does. What is he though? Is he though? Like, Arsene Lupin, Lupin is good at that. Yeah, the black dude. <laughs> they try to make that dude seem like, oh yeah, like he has all these disguises, but it's like, bro, like he just wears like like big glasses or just wears a fancy suit, and it's like, bro, you can't change your face. Like you look exactly the same. And then the fool's like, he's six foot five, two fifty. Yeah. But he's like, you know, trying to dress up like this show that it's like, bro, you're the exact same person <laughs> in every scenario that you get yourself in. Like someone is eventually going to put two and two together. All right. You don't even have the curl. You don't even have like the Superman curl to try to throw people off, dude. Despite that. Okay. Despite that part. All right. <laughs> it's a good show. Though, I'm not going to lie. It is a good. I like it. So you did watch it. I, I Yeah. I'm on the like third or fourth episode right now it's it's good i thought i was very entertaining despite the fact that he doesn't know how to disguise himself but i mean <laughs> he does but it's just like he's so big that it's like yeah um kind of distracts a little bit no it's good i think it it's a lot of fun go check that out um and then see what you know what you guys think so i don't know um all right we're coming to the end of the show guys thank you so much for joining us we've been uh out for a while but we're back Please let your friends know about it. Don't forget to go to our um, social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter. You know, the deal with that. At The Beta Report, guys. Go check that out, guys. You guys, uh, we, we appreciate you guys joining for us with another episode of The Beta Report. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So that's it, guys. For The Beta Report, this is The Con. This is Uno. And that was Jay. Till next week. See you later, guys. Thank you so much.
I didn't like that guy anyway. Oh, hey, what's up?